Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. All right. Well, today we are talking about Olivia's number 16. Um, and I'm very excited to hear this one. Um, but first, where'd we leave off last time, Olivia? Yeah, um, this is an exciting one. We were just saying before we started recording that we think Mariah hasn't heard the story. So, which would be the first one. In years of of the of this <laughs> podcast, yeah, because um, if you're new or, or haven't listened in a while or something, we um, recorded the first sixteen episodes or seven sixteen episodes, I think, <laughs> once, and then like never <laughs> used so those recordings. Dumb. So, <laughs> and then I think, and like the way that we had them ordered was like like slightly different, like. Because like we put, you know, we squeezed some together, we broke some apart. Anyways, long story short, I think this might be the first freshie. So I liked how exciting. for that one we were like, we were so urgently, we we're like, we have to get them all record. Like we like killed ourselves <laughs> yeah. trying to record we them. Killed then, ourselves yeah. trying to record them. That's just classic. Yeah, late twenties, classic late twenties. Uh, Olivia and Mariah. <laughs> he says <laughs> says thirty year old Mariah. I know. So True. long ago it was. Yeah, it was. that was so our Saturn return. <laughs> well, well, we're still in our Saturn returns uh-huh. so deeply. True. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, as I can't not say, apparently, (laughs) um, (laughs) this story. So this was kind of like even less about sex than a lot of my stories. Sometimes I just wonder if people come here to listen to sex stories and like we just don't even like, talk that severely much. Severely disappointed. Sex. Yeah. The nitty gritty <laughs> every once in a while. Um, but this one, like, I can't even really remember if there was sex or how much sex there was. I mean, there was something, but I was, like, blackout drunk. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 also just, I think there is something. I woke up the next day and felt like something, something had happened. No, okay, I'm sorry. This is so gross. This Which, is what I'm trying we, to say. I mean, as yeah. we decided, though, that counts. That you counts. Know? Yeah. If, if... If you count it, if, then you count it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm also kind of using this this episode to tell this story and then also kind of tie up a few loose threads and um, of other things that are going on in my in my romantic life that that need a little that need addressing. Frankly, <laughs> people people need to hear about them. So, um, give a few things. The, <laughs> yeah, we have a few things to go over today. Um, the last episode, I crash landed in Philly after the dramatic and let's be honest, traumatic uh, at home abortion that put an end to my trip around South America. Yeah. 
Tell us um, end to all the fun and games that you were having. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people cushioned my fall uh, home, you know, back getting back to the States with um, nary, nary a penny to my name. Um, <laughs> one of them was by my best friend in Philly. Um, <clears throat> you know, she let me stay with her for a month or so at her uh, queer collective house in West Philly. Um, another person was my advisor from college who set me up on track to succeed as a young professional and offered to let me house at her beautiful home in South Philly for a few months. Um, wow. one of those things I did take her up on the other one, I totally <laughs> blew off. I thought you can guess which. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was not ready to work at an office or put my college degree to use or do anything even remotely responsible. Um, yeah. Go figure. I, I go figure. <laughs> it's funny how last week we were, or I don't know when it was, but in I one of our 15s, I think you're 15, um, we were talking about how we were going around looking for jobs in, in Portland. Yeah, yeah, it was year 15. And um, how you were saying that it wasn't super fruitful, like the whole going out and handing out our resumes and pounding that pavement. And, you know, we all know you're a Craigslist girl, so respect. <laughs> That's your medium. You thrive that there. Is, yeah, those are my people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for me I'm just always way more effective in person like if you get me in a room I, I do a lot better and um those months I think backpacking especially with Vicencio and I would like fan out and just look for a place to live and work just you know knocking on doors like can we do anything here and get, <laughs> will you give us a mattress on the floor um not even not even an exaggeration um, so I think I'm getting even more comfortable with it, kind of this, this, this life of landing in, in a place and just like finding work. So, mm -hmm. Bohemian. Um, yeah, it for, it's like somehow I'm just more comfortable with that almost, or more drawn towards that than my, you know, professors like being like, why don't I set you up with a coffee date with, you know, another alum and you can talk about, you know, your language skills and how you can write. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I think I'm just going to go restaurant to restaurant. So someone hires me, which is also a good thing to do sometimes. How did so, you politely decline that offer? Like, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I did do, I did do the sit downs. I did do them. Yeah. I just never followed up or, or, yeah. you know, and some of them I just, you know, I wasn't frankly qualified for the shit. And then other things were like much more of a long game where they were like, okay, well, we were going to keep you in mind. And like, you know, people did call me like six months later, but I was long gone, you know. Yeah. Yep. That kind of a thing. You were on a different planet already. Yeah. So, so far away. Um, yeah. So I was, I got some wacky restaurant jobs <laughs> this way. And, um, one of them was hostessing at this touristy soul food restaurant on 13th street. Um, people who worked there were awesome. They were super Philly and yeah, I'd gone to college in, in Philly or outside of Philly, but you know, my freshman year I was hooking up with dudes from Dubai and shit like now I was actually 
kind of becoming a part of the city that I felt like I had sort of had a friend crush on, you know, from afar. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Philly's so cool. What would it yeah. be like to, you know, really be uh, integrated into the community, as they say? Yeah, you don't really do that until, like, you're out of college anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was I was really into that. And um, naturally, when my coworkers want to go out and get hammered after work, like I follow them. And uh, that's how I learned what a citywide special was, which, again, speaks volumes to how little I'd actually been in Philly up to that point, because like citywide special is is a classic Philadelphia experience. It's, you know, a shot of well whiskey and a can of the cheapest beer that they have for five bucks. And, you know, that's also like city? a very common, like, yeah, or I've yeah, you can go into any that. beer in Philadelphia, any bar in Philadelphia and say, can I get a citywide? And they'll, wow. they'll give you that. Like some fancier places will like charge you more, but at that time that was like the standard five bucks. That's yeah. awesome. Good to know. Oh, you can get fucked up like that. Yeah. Just a few of those and you were good to go. I'm going to Philly in uh, April, so <clears throat> I'll keep that in mind. You're going to Philly in April? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got so many recommendations. One Amazing. of them is not this stupid restaurant where I worked, but, um, <laughs> I'll just go retrace your streets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, there's so many good places to eat there. Yeah. Um, we will, we'll talk offline anyways. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Online, but <laughs> out, out of the booth. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Somehow we ended up at this place that's very infamous. It's called the Republican. It's like a strip club in a converted row home on Snyder. It's, um, yeah, at this point, the melt, the night has just like melted away. You know, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm with this girl who hostesses with me and her friends and we're talking to these guys And one of them is this cute, you know, nice South Philly Italian boy, maybe. Who knows? I think so. That's kind of my vague memory of him. Um, (laughs) South Philly is a wild place. Like, there's a distinct vibe that the mafia is not far away. Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe I've just seen too many movies, but, you know, your mind goes places. Just feel like I saw way too many double parked Escalades for it to be normal. (laughs) And um, <laughs> just like yeah. the general vibe was super Italian because I ended up moving down there. I don't know if I said this, but that's where um, my professor's house was that I was house sitting in. So I ended up mm-hmm. down there and then eventually ended up at a at a restaurant um, in that neighborhood, too. And yeah, I don't know. There's just always just like crazy shit going on. And people are so um, there's just such a cultural difference between the east and, and west coast and it was always like yeah. sometimes being in philly felt like i was in as much of a different country as like when i was in Colombia or something you know so mm-hmm. i, I can feel see like that, that with philly. made it better or like made it more palatable like if i was going to be in the states when i really wanted to be traveling which is what i really want to be doing at this point but there's so many you know, characters and, and like cool shit going on. I became like very close friends with my bank mm-hmm. teller. I got to know the guy, at the pizza place on the corner. Who's like, it was like the first time I tried to buy beer there. He's like, um, can I see some ID? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I, 
I hand him my passport because like I had gotten mugged in in Colombia and I had got my license stolen so I just had my passport and he's like what are you going somewhere (laughs) no uh no I just just have a passport and then he's like 1991 forget about it and I was like I'm 24 and he was like oh you're right you're right no it's true because my son we're 94 he's 21 of course he's got an earring now thinks he's a big shot (laughs) oh my god I love this so much I love this so much every day something like this fantastic yeah he like turns to this guy sitting in the corner like this huge guy (laughs) <laughs> and he's like sitting with the pizza and this like lady his companion whatever who has like blonde hair like up to the ceiling and he's like can you imagine going to your father's house with an earring and then the guy's like my father would have ripped it out of my ear <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I just wanted to buy some beer but yeah we became friends I love that um, I love yeah. cities like that yeah a lot of personality yep. the neighborhood is, is great I mean yeah all the neighborhoods they're cool but anyways I digress so I take this nice Italian boy home uh, maybe to my professor's <laughs> house <laughs> that the one that he introduced the son oh no sorry oh. so sorry I, I went on such a weird tangent there but so we're back at the Republican the strip the strip club yeah yeah oh yeah the son <laughs> that would be amazing so I took that nice Italian You're like, boy I home, just want a beer and, and I was like to, I took him home <laughs> And I was like, I love your earring. Or like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. No, that guy was like that guy was old and and um yeah. clearly yeah. had some some issues about yeah. his son's um yeah. you know style. Earring. Anyways, whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> this this guy that I meet at the at the Republican, he's like a South Philly kid, maybe. Again, like <laughs> the details are very vague. Um I get it. <clears throat> we are yeah we go back (laughs) to this this house is kind of like empty I mean they've taken a lot of stuff with them so it's just I'm sure he was like what like you live here by yourself and there's like very little furniture um I'm you know anyways I guess we have fun two (laughs) things don't happen (laughs) which I'm still grateful for for up to this day which is one, I didn't get any period blood on my professor's white couch that we were messing around on, which I remember was a distinct possibility at a certain moment. Oh, God. Uh, that would have been really <laughs> bad. <laughs> two, oh God. you know, he didn't, like, take anything or do anything weird when he made his French exit in the wee hours of the morning. Not that I thought he would. I'm just, like, not a fan of the French exit. And also, every time that has happened to me. I just have that feeling of relief. Like, okay. Like that wasn't a terrible mistake that I just made. What's the difference between a French exit and an Irish exit? I think it's the same. Okay. Okay. It's just, yeah. Leaving without saying goodbye. Got it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not, um, not something you want other people to do to you, but like, I've definitely done it to people. (laughs) Like so many things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm all about making a clean break or whatever, but I don't know. Something about waking up in the morning with no way to contact someone who may or may not have impregnated you. Yeah. Just always freaks me out a little bit. Like, what would I have yeah. done? Like, go back to the Republican and just like wait? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you need to take a paternity test. Or I don't know. That always just freaks me out. Wait, and the Republican? The Republican is the bar where I met him. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I was just thinking of, I had this other friend who was, um, who was dating someone who she called the Republican. Oh, um, that's funny. Because yeah. he was a Republican. So sorry. I was like, I, I, for a second, I was like thinking that was you. I was like, did I miss something here? A crucial detail? But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, that's funny. We also refer to one of our friends from high school's um, husband as the Republican. <laughs> For more, yeah. Yeah. That same reason. He's um, <laughs> a Republican. And yeah, that's that's a, the main detail that sticks out about it. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so where was I? Okay. That, that was that I wasn't impregnated. He didn't steal anything. No period blood. All in all, a great experience. <laughs> was Yeah. Was it like what you needed at the time? Cause I mean, you, you're, you come back, yeah. you're a little discombobulated. You're working at a random restaurant. Yeah. You're living in an empty house. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's funny how I've done this a lot in my life. Um, you know, have these random hookups And sometimes I don't really remember if I went out looking for this one. Probably. I mean, usually when it happens, it's because like I went out and made it happen. But um, sometimes it's like what I think I need. And then afterwards, I'm like, that was the opposite of what I needed. I don't really remember what I felt about this one. You know, it just doesn't really stick out that much. I think at this point what was really taking up most of my emotional landscape was that I was talking to number 13 a lot. Like he's, you know, still in Chile, but we are just, yeah, talking all the time. I don't know if part of it was having, you know, gotten pregnant with him and then just feeling like that made me feel that I think that made me feel closer to him in a weird way, um, which is kind of hard to explain, but I don't know. I'm also just lonely and, you know, as you were saying, kind of lost and he's down to talk like all the time, which mm. is nice, I guess, except that he starts getting kind of controlling. Like mm, he demands fuck. selfies of me. Wait, constantly. starts? Starts. Yeah. <clears throat> I should say. <laughs> Yeah, he's continuing to be extremely controlling, and um, it's it's kind of a new phase of it, maybe, just because, you know, I'm in Philly now, and he's there, and I am saying to him, like, what are we doing, you know? Um, he keeps talking about how I'm going to, like, go back there and be with him, and I'm, and I'm saying, you know, that might happen, but I have no idea when. I kind of need to give Philly a shot. I need to at least save up some money, which I'm super far from doing, um, all that stuff. And anytime I try to have an even remotely honest conversation with him, like he'll just flip out and he won't talk to me for days. He'll like call me names, you know, and then he'll come back and he'll be like, I'm sorry. I can't stop talking to you. I miss you so much. You know, forgive me. Um, and yeah, he demands selfies of me all the time, um, which I think I didn't immediately recognize 
was his way of tracking me and knowing where I was and that's weird kind of verifying my story um Wait, like how would he track you with it like would he check like the lo- location could you see the he'd location? be like hey he'd be like hey what's up I'd be like oh I'm just having a coffee on the corner and reading my book and he'll be like oh cute send me a photo and then and like I would and then but it, it would just be like that all the time. Like everything I said, he would be like, oh, oh send me a photo, send me a photo. And, um, you know, in these photos, like I, I was looking through them recently, you know, because I've been looking at these, like pulling photos from this time for Instagram wow. or whatever. And um, when I see them now, I'm like smiling or making like a kissy face with my mouth, but my eyes are empty. And it's Whoa. super creepy. That is like really no, creepy. No expression. It's really bizarre. I, I can't explain it. I'll show you one. I'm not I'm not going to post them because they're just like too fucking weird. I'm but now going to have to see this. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's really like, it's really creepy. Um, yeah. And he learns my schedule. And so when I don't write to him, like right when I get off work, he'll like flip out on me. Um, he's always asking me if I'm with other guys and he's super jealous and, you know. I am with other guys, um, but I feel like I can't tell him that. I mean, you know, it's it's impossible to explain because it's like, why would you keep talking to this person? And I, like I, I also, don't have any explanation for it, you know? Yeah. I also feel like there's something just happens when you come, you come back from like being away where you feel like your whole like surroundings and existence were completely different for a long period yeah. of time and you don't like fit where you were before anymore. And so mm-hmm. you, you like are homesick for the place where you were and maybe he represents yeah. that belonging that you had there for a second. Cause I mean, you were like really happy there for a minute um, with Vincencio and yeah. your, your crew, you know, totally. And you were in I think love that's a huge part of it. L. I was in love with the capital L and yeah, and I do want to be there. I I regret leaving sometimes, you know. I mean, I, I only went back to the States because I was totally out of money. I regret not just kind of having made it work. Sometimes I regret leaving Vapo to begin with. Like we had such a cool thing going. Um, I really want to get back there. So yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm also maintaining this connection because I'm I want to maintain, you know, the possibility of going back. Yeah. Um yeah, I just remember one time I was listening to this episode of This American Life. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As one does. Didn't have number 16's uh, NPR tattoo, but I'm, I was a fan. <laughs> um, and there is this episode that was about this young girl who's trying to leave an abusive relationship. And, um, you know... It's a really intense episode. It's, I think, an amazing uh, piece of journalism that they do because it's it's her. She produces it herself. And so and um, she's actually, you know, working with like these these people at like a center for, you know, abused women who are, you know, really trying to help her see the situation that she's in. And she's having this um you get to sort of hear her kind of internal struggle with it. Mm -hmm. 
And it all got super real for me because they were just talking about the methods of control that this guy was using on her. And I started to get really freaked out. I started to really identify with her and what she was going through. And I remember I left my phone on my desk and went for a walk, you know, very intentionally, not letting number 13 know that I was going out and would be away from my phone, which just to pause for a second, like the guys in Chile, but that was the level of, you know, um, minutia that I was sharing with him, like everywhere wow. I went, like all my movements. Yeah. Like in a walk, how long can you go on a walk? You know, like that's like an hour or two, like that's not that long of a time. Exactly. Exactly. So I, and I, and my logical brain was like, okay, why don't you just go for a walk and leave your phone behind if you're feeling kind of overwhelmed and like you're talking to him too much, you know, just, just do it. It's not a big deal. So I just, you know, I walked away and, um, I, you know, I'm on this walk and I'm thinking about this girl, um, from the, from the, this American life episode. And, um, then out of nowhere, I'm just seized by this really intense panic and, I can still remember it so vividly because I, I even remember the intersection where it happens because where I, you know, I've been back there several times and it always, you know, raises the same memory for me. Um, just kind of all of a sudden I freeze and I think I have to go back to my phone. Like number 13 might be wanting to know where I am and he might be wondering if I'm cheating on him. And oh he might be like freaking out. And um, I, another part of me is thinking, you know, just stay here and like, don't, you know, give into this feeling. But I wasn't strong enough. I just, I ran back all the way to my phone to check my messages. That's crazy. That's really crazy it, that you're like self-aware yeah. enough to like, rem- like to realize it was happening, but then not being able to like resist the urge. See, and that was the thing about this girl that was so intense, I remember, because obviously if she's making an episode, you know, if she's making this um, piece about her struggle to leave this relationship, I mean, she's super aware that that's what, exactly what she needs to do, but she cannot do it. And a lot of what they, the coaching that they're giving her, I guess, is just like, you know, um, it's you have about the same failure weight rate with, you know, quitting cigarettes or quitting smoking as you do with leaving a failed re- a relationship with this amount of, you know, psychological manipulation and control and things like oh this. My so, gosh. I mean, or, you know, it's the same rate as like quitting heroin or like a bunch of things that are very hard to quit basically. <laughs> and like, even if you really want to or something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I have a, a family member in, uh, you know, an older family member who was in a really like terrible um, relationship that is kind of part of like, you know, the family, family history. I mean, I wasn't really alive for most of it. Maybe like the tail end I was born around the time she was finally getting free of it but you know crazy things like he locked her in the basement for you know oh my gosh days on end and you know people thought he was going to kill her and um and he very nearly did 
several times. Oh my gosh. And she would keep going back to him, you know? And it was so hard for the family to understand. And it was really hard for me to understand too, uh, growing up with that story, kind of like on the edges, you know? I mean, it's not something that people talk about a lot, but like things would filter through and it would just be like really, really hard to wrap your mind around. How would that happen? Like, How could someone nearly kill you and then you would go back to him, you know? And I'm not saying that this was on this level. I mean, not even close. But I, you know, I did feel like somehow he had wormed his way in there to my, you know, central wow. command center, you know? Yeah. It was just very hard to to get free of that. I mean, relationships themselves can be very addicting. I mean, look at the number five cycle. Right. You know, like there is this like weird addictive thing that does happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially just with all that you guys have like kind of been through and then you feel connected and there's a lot Mm -hmm. going on there. But that's yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it's a really bad feeling to realize that it's happening and that you can't do much about it or that's how it feels, you know, in the moment. You can, ultimately. Just like you can quit smoking. It's just like not easy. Yeah. So what did you what did you do about it? <laughs> what, what happened next? <laughs> well, I don't do much about it for a while, unfortunately. But uh, I'll save I'll save that for next time. Uh oh. Oh god. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat over here. Yeah, um, geez. Yeah, number 13's starting to feel like a little bit of a piece of work to me. Yeah, shit's so crazy. Shit's so crazy. And he, it started he's off so, so good. Started off so good. Yeah, that's what you got to be worried about. Maybe started off a little bit too good. And yeah, another thing that he's doing at this time is like constantly reminding me of what of how pregnant I would be or he would be oh my gosh. like wouldn't you be like showing by now if you hadn't killed our baby or like oh my gosh yeah I mean it's hard to explain or it's not hard to explain I guess like I think I've blocked out of it out first of all and I just I'm sure it just makes no sense hearing it like this guy's like in another hemisphere, but he's somehow like mind controlling you. And I mean, obviously, you know, I'm playing a a role in it as well, but I think that, um, what's really crazy about the way that, about the way that these kinds of relationships work is that, you know, um, it's very intentional. Like people just, kind of start to tear you down like little by little and kind of you know they know you really intimately so they know your weaknesses and they just kind of get in there and they start making you feel like no one will ever love you like that you don't deserve anything better and that you'll never have with anyone else what you'll have with them which is maybe true and would be a great thing, <laughs> but like you don't feel like it at the moment. At that moment, you're like, no, this is the most intensely I've ever felt about anyone. This is a really intense, like, f- love and and devotion and and our sexual connection. And because you know you're on these like highs of of you know 
fighting and and making up and getting back together and then like them kind of tearing you down again and there's a big explosion and they say that they'll never speak to you again and then when they come back it's like you're flooded with relief so I mean you're on this like roller coaster of just you know adrenaline and and dopamine and like all it's a drug you know it's not it's not anything much more complicated than that yeah no 100 and where are you at with like the whole processing the abortion thing like do you feel like you're still kind of like processing that as well I'm nowhere near like I'm I'm so far from even trying to understand like what happened there I mean I'm not uh yeah, I'm just, I'm not even really talking about it with anyone except for him. He's making me feel really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. no, I'm not like dealing with it at all, I think, is is the short answer. Yeah, and it yeah. was like, it was, as you said in the beginning, it wasn't just the fact that it was an abortion. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that it was like a, such a traumatic thing. Like the yeah, way that it went down was very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just like the way it happened, yeah. like just the timing of it and everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I have this physical reaction sometimes when I, when I talk about this this like time of my life or when I write about it too, like I just start shaking. I don't know if you can tell, but it's like happening to me right now. No, but I can tell. Yeah, I just uh it's super weird, but I just, I always have the same like physical response. Like I just kind of start like shaking uncontrollably. I can imagine. I mean, geez, it's, it's such a physical thing, you know, it's, it's a physical, like emotional connection. Um, and so it kind of makes sense. You'd have a physical reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird it, that it, especially that it's after so long, you know, but um yeah, it's a very creepy time. Yeah. It's it sounds like a dark period. Um <laughs> I'm like how do we end this? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. There's no way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's I get like- worse before it gets better. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I can say I know that things do eventually get better. So I feel like I, you know, I can I can dramatize it almost like thinking about it now. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I'm like, like, it's weird how sometimes like disconnected I feel from these stories in a way, even like my own. Mm. I'm like, it feels like it just is like a different life sometimes um, because like our lives are different now. And, you know, we we know more or less what we're doing and a little less messy and chaotic. Um, but I know it was a very real thing for you. So I don't want to oh, over-dramatize yeah, no, sure. it. No, no, no. It's dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's, it's what it is. It's just yeah, funny. It, and it's, and it's awful that, that there was like that level of control going on. And like, you are a very like independent, um, quote unquote, strong woman, you know? So it's kind mm-hmm. of like crazy to hear like your self-awareness while also hearing the shit that was going on. Yeah, I know. That's what I think that that's what the point I would make if I was trying to make a point really, which I'm not, I'm just telling the story as accurately as possible. But 
I mean, like the thing that happened with with the with my family member, <laughs> alluding to so vaguely. Um, it's like you just think, how would how does this happen to somebody who um, you know seems like they've got it all together? And the thing is, is just like like with anything, you know, some some of us probably have a bit of tendency or predilection for like addiction, mm-hmm. like, like of any kind, you know? Um, and maybe, maybe it's even it runs in the family, you know, like any other kind of addiction. I don't know. Um, but it can really happen to anyone if you're at the yeah. wrong place at the wrong time. I think if you meet the right person at the wrong time or whatever Absolutely. the fuck, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, definitely. It's, it could happen to anybody. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with the person who it happened to, for sure. Yeah, and I I know that's not what you were saying, but yeah. it's just it, it's it's just um, it's interesting that way that it kind of it it doesn't really matter how someone you wouldn't know like based on how someone is on the outside, you know, if they if they would have like gone through something like this or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Know. I think it makes, it's one of those things that kind of like as an older person, you, I mean, not saying that like older knows best or that it couldn't happen at like a later time in life, but I feel like you like maybe one lesson to be learned from it is like, you got to protect yourself, you know? Cause like you kind of went into it like open and you know, like it's all going to be great. And you know, sometimes you do have to guard yourself a little bit more and you have to have strong boundaries and you know, like, but unfortunately Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, that that has nothing to do with, like, your um, – I sound so victim-shaming right now. <laughs> it, like, has nothing to do with your boundaries, but I think it it's just – I don't know. It, it's, it sucks. It's, like, it's one of those things that just happened to you as you were growing up, I guess, and you were you – w- you didn't expect somebody to be taking advantage of you like that. Well, why should yeah. you? Yeah. That's a, it is, I mean, yeah, my first relationship was number one, like. Yeah, but also why should anyone? (laughs) No, of course not. No, it's true. I think what, what's, I think it can happen at any time in life, um, but it's true that it's less likely to happen to me now, I think. I don't know. I mean, then a part of me just thinks maybe not. Maybe it's just really random. I mean, it's, I do think, yeah, that if you're, if you find yourself kind of um, drawn to somebody who has a tendency to want to control and manipulate you, it's actually, no matter what your your boundaries are, I think if you're already in love with them when they start doing this, it can be very, very difficult to fight. I think it can happen oh, yeah. anytime, you know, in life. And totally I've agree. seen it happen to to my friends. Um yeah, and just I not too long ago, a friend of mine became well, it was sort of starting to get involved with somebody who had a reputation for being like this um, and being abusive to women. And, you know, 
it's hard to, I would have go like into it too much, but it was just like, I mean, these details were vague and, you know, that wasn't her experience with him. And it was all just kind of like, well, you know, maybe I'll just see how it goes. And I was like, you know, if you, once you see how it's going, it will be so too late. Like you have no idea how too late it will be. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be addicted. You'll be trapped like with any other kind of addiction or any other trap that you can fall into you know it's it's not so easy to climb out as it is to fall in I don't know no I I get that I get that from what you're saying like yeah I think that that's a good way to put it into perspective because like number 13 it all it was all fun and games in the beginning you know um he was super sweet and fun to be around and yeah I mean like even in my own relationship like yeah I would definitely I, I mean, I wouldn't like put up with a lot, but like, you know, like you don't, you're not, you're not like aware of it happening. And I definitely would like with having, if I had a history with somebody, I probably yeah. would so much more easily like be dealing with shit that I wouldn't deal with, you know, that I wouldn't want myself to be dealing with necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. It would be a lot harder, but I also know like for me, like I think when I was, when I was kind of just, I don't know. I don't want to say growing up, but I mean, I think I just, I went, I went into the world very much the same way you did, which I was just expected everyone to like treat me well. And if I had, if I had met somebody like that too, I mean, it probably would have been a similar thing for me because you don't, you shouldn't go into the world like expecting people to want to hurt you and manipulate you. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting though. Cause I think also people who've been abused a lot also end up in these relationships quite a bit, maybe even at higher rates. I, I mean, I think that it, yeah, it's just so complicated. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors obviously that go into it. I just think that also people who've been abused tend to kind of, you know, be the abuser in these situations. And I think that was definitely, you know, the case, the case for him, but I mean, yeah, but what you're saying is true. Like I, I just, man, I was, I was an easy, (laughs) kind of an easy target. I just put up with a lot of, of shit. Yeah. Just thinking, oh, I'm sure he doesn't mean that, but yeah, Mm -hmm. he did. Well, you had a lot going on. I mean, you had a lot of stuff you were going through. It was probably very hard for you to sort through it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well. So (laughs) there's more sorting to come and uh, we will, we will sort. We will just keep sorting. Definitely sort. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades.